0: Fear grips Israel's army as a large Philistine man taunts them. But soon a young shepherd from Bethlehem arrives to battle this giant foe on The Bible Brief. Have you shared The Bible Brief with a friend? If you're listening and love the show, will you pause right now and text your friend a link? Join our mission to help the world learn the Bible in a whole new way. Invincible, that's how the man looked. Invincible and gigantic. The Israelite army looked upon the Philistine man with awe and with great fear. He was over 9 feet tall, with armor all over his body, thickening him with over 125 pounds of bronze and iron. On his back he carried a curved iron sword called a scimitar, and in his hand a long spear with a 15-pound Not only was the man armed and armored with durable metals, but he protected himself with two shields, one circular shield held in his own hand, with another larger rectangular shield held by his shield-bearer in front of him. The man looked invincible, and he was taunting the Israelites camped opposite the Philistines across the valley. Goliath was the champion of the Philistines, arrayed in battle gear ready to take on any who would oppose him. He was hardened by years of battle and confident in defeating all who might challenge him. He would come out day by day before the Israelites and say, Why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we Philistines will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you Israelites shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard the words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. The taunts and challenges of Goliath are met with fear and trepidation among the Israelites. Even the king was fearful of this giant Philistine man. The king who the people demanded from God to go before them and fight their battles was shrinking back from hand-to-hand combat with this taunter of Israel. It's in this context that young David approaches the valley where this is all taking place. He's been back in Bethlehem with his father Jesse, helping to feed the sheep that he had been looking after for years. David had entered Saul's service as a musician and an armor-bearer, but Saul still allowed him to regularly visit Bethlehem to help his father and his flock. David's three oldest brothers were now serving Saul as well. Not as personal assistants to the king, but as soldiers in the king's army. With this in mind, Jesse had instructed David to go to the Israelite camp to check on his brothers and to bring them food, no doubt wondering when they might be back home in Bethlehem. It had been at least 40 days since they had left for this battle against the Philistines. We read this in 1 Samuel 17, starting in verse 20. And David rose early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper and took the provisions and went, as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the encampment as the host was going out to the battle line, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines drew up for battle, army against army. And David left the things in charge of the keeper of the baggage and ran to the ranks and went and greeted his brothers. As he talked with them, behold the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, came up out of the ranks of the Philistines, and spoke the same words as before. And David heard him. All the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were much afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And the king will enrich the man who kills him with great riches, and will give him his daughter, and make his father's house free in Israel. And David said to the men who stood by him, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in the same way, So shall it be done to the man who kills him. Upon arriving at the camp, David sees this Philistine taunting and inspiring fear in the Israelites, and he begins to hear rumblings in the camp of Saul's reward for the one who kills him. Desiring confirmation of Saul's announcement, he asks even more men, and they say, Yes, the king will enrich the man with great riches, will give him his daughter, and will make his father's house free in Israel. Someone hears David questioning the soldiers, however, and it's David's older brother, Eliab. Now Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David, and he said, Why have you come down, and with whom have you left these few sheep in the wilderness? I know the presumption and the evil of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. And David said, What have I done now? Was it not but a word? And he turned away from him toward another, and spoke in the same way, and the people answered him again as before. Eliab acts as though he can see into David's heart and see an evil motive. Perhaps Eliab was still frustrated that he wasn't the one anointed by Samuel. God had looked into David's heart and saw a king. And here Eliab acts as though he could see as God sees. He attributes evil to David, but David defends his innocence before continuing through the camp. Soon, however, the camp begins to murmur about something new. They're murmuring about this young man from Bethlehem, inquiring so deeply into the reward for killing Goliath. And soon Saul himself hears of it. When the words that David spoke were heard, they repeated them before Saul, and he sent for David. And David said to Saul, Let no one's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth, and he has been a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his mane and struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go. Go and the Lord be with you. David's courage and faith in this scene must have been really something for Saul to see. Saul's fear had kept him off the battlefield, but David was itching to have an opportunity to slay this giant. Perhaps Saul looked upon David and envied his youthful naivete and confidence. Perhaps he was relieved that finally someone out of the Israelite camp would meet this Goliath in combat. In any case, David finally convinces Saul to let him meet this Philistine in battle. And soon Saul is clothing David for the fight. We read, Then Saul clothed David with his armor. He put a helmet of bronze on his head and clothed him with a coat of mail. And David strapped his sword over his armor, and he tried in vain to go, for he had not tested them. Then David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. So David put them off. Then he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the brook and put them in his shepherd's pouch. His sling was in his hand, and he approached the Philistine. Something ironic is happening in this scene that we can't miss. The champion that the people had asked for, Saul, the king over Israel, is putting his royal armor on David. The current king is clothing David with armor fit for a king, probably the best in all of Israel. Yet even as Saul was the desired king, and Saul's armor and weaponry was to be desired above all, David rejects them both. It's as if David is rejecting the way that Saul had been king, by rejecting all these man-made protections. David would be a different sort of a king, with different protection and different weapons. He would use his shepherd's staff and unhewn stones from the brook. David would be a shepherd king, not a king like the other nations. And he would defeat this foe, not with Saul's sword, but with his shepherd's sling. Now David, prepared with only his staff and several stones, goes out to meet this large Philistine man. He walks out before all Israel, with the eyes of the giant, perhaps squinting in the sun, to see who it is that has come out to meet him in combat, after so many weeks of taunting. And the Philistine moved forward and came near to David, with his shield-bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. Goliath continues his taunts at this small Israelite approaching him from the camp. David must have looked puny to him, a little shepherd no more than 20 years of age, approaching the over nine foot tall champion of Philistia. Goliath is even offended that Israel would send David arrayed in nothing but his shepherding clothes. But after Goliath's taunt, we hear David's reply, a faith-filled speech for the ages. David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a javelin." But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, Yahweh will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that Yahweh saves not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. When the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the ground. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him there was no sword in the hand of David. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. And the men of Israel and Judah rose with a shout and pursued the Philistines. With a single stone, David fells the large Philistine and cuts off his head to complete the victory. In that moment, Surely you could hear a pin drop in both camps. The deafening silence expressing the shock of the impossible. The little shepherd had defeated the invincible champion. But that silence quickly turned to panic as the Philistines began to hightail it out of there. If a shepherd could defeat their champion, what could the Israelite army do to the Philistines? David achieved a great victory over Goliath by the power of God, which served as an even greater victory over the Philistine army that day. Faithful David, who never once commented on the size of Goliath, appeared to see things differently from everyone else in the Israelite camp. He didn't see the height of Goliath; he saw the pride. He didn't see the bronze and the iron armor; he saw taunting of Yahweh's army. He didn't see a seasoned warrior; he saw God's power to give him the victory. A victory that would serve as a foretaste of an even greater one to come. Just as David crushed the head of this Philistine enemy of God, so would God's great king crush the head of that ancient serpent. Join us next time as we see the fallout from this amazing battle. David is celebrated by the people and Saul's jealousy explodes. The Bible Brief is brought to you by the Bible Literacy Foundation, dedicated to helping people like you learn the Bible. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2023.